Hi, and welcome to Matt Holman Talks Mental Health, the podcast where I have the opportunity to sit down and chat with amazing humans about their journeys and their stories with mental health. For this episode, I'm so happy to introduce Bhavna to the conversation. Welcome, Bhavna. Hello, Matt. So lovely to meet you. Oh, it's lovely to see you as well. Um, perfect to have a wonderful guest attending for this episode as well, of course, as always. Um, just very quickly, I do a short introduction to how we got to this point where we're recording an episode together. I'll let you do a proper introduction to who you are, what you do uh, very soon. Um, but Bhavna reached out to me through social media, as many of these episodes actually sort of come about, people reach out to me. And I love that because when I'm asking for people to come and have conversations and chats with me, I love hearing how people want to engage and want to tell their stories or get involved in talking about their stories as well and so there's no exception Bhavna reached out we've just engaged in a conversation we've had a little pre-recording conversation which has just been wonderful to get to know each other a little bit better but uh, I'll let you do a proper introduction Bhavna so over to you little introduction <laughs> bless you Matt first of all thank you so much for having me on your podcast um, I, I'm I just want to say thank you for inviting me thank you for making this time um, but mostly how incredibly we've connected. I have never spoken with you before half an hour ago. And I feel like I could speak with you for hours and hours and hours because we're so passionate about this work. You know, so it's, it's joyful and a wonderful way to start off by having a little giggle. So it just breaks the ice a little bit. Um, you know, this, despite many, many years, decades actually, um, of lecturing and, you know, speaking in front of people. Um, all of a sudden, I'm feeling a little bit camera shy. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. Oh, bless you. No, it's all good. So um, a little introduction about myself. Um, I, I'm a psychotherapist, uh, a coach and a supervisor. I also provide training. Um, I used to train counsellors and nurses on access courses at local colleges, but I provide training to businesses on uh, mental health issues. Um, I'm also incredibly passionate about um, working with HR uh, advisors, managers, um, heads of HR in how they deal with the employee and their workforce because I've worked with um, employee assistance programs since 2006 and okay. been registered with, um, goodness me, uh, businesses, uh, EAPs around the world. Okay. Yeah, so I've, I've dealt with many, many clients from many organizations presenting with a lot of issues. So one of the things that I want to give back is to work with HR as a form of feeding back from my experience um, over the last, uh, you know, 16 years or so. Yeah. Um, my passion is people. I love what I do. You know, I, I've, I've often said this work is not work. This is the love of my life. Yeah, you know, because it's just so important uh, to be able to do what I do, which is work with people to help individuals to, you know, the, the, the privilege of our work to be able to come together with another human being who may be in distress, who may not be able to be living their life fully, yeah. to be able to sit for a few sessions together and almost watch them rise, you know, or, or almost, you know, from this fetal position that we all end up in when we're burdened with life, to watch them rise, yeah. you know, and, and, and start to straighten up. And, you know, so, so some of my clients, I've seen them rise and they're almost a foot taller 
than they actually are physically. You know, and that is humbling. It's more important than all the money in the world. Money can't buy that. You know, people talk about Lamborghinis and this, that, and money can't buy seeing the light come on in somebody's eyes. Yeah. You know, where, where, where they reconnect with themselves and feel that there's hope Amazing. In, in their lives. Yeah. You know, and uh, the, 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 the sort of last part of my incredibly long job description <laughs> is um, my critical incidents work. Um, I've been a, a critical incidents uh, responder and debriefer since 9-11. Um, but more, I, I got more involved um, the day after the London bombings. You know, I, was in, um, I volunteered to, with my EAP to go in and um, ju just go wherever I was needed. And, and, you know, I was sent to the Camden emergency response unit um, to work with the teams there. Um, and, you know, I, I was actually based with them at their site and I was there to support them as they went back and forth, you know, looking for survivors, helping survivors, um, and then rescue and recovery, you know. So um, I think out of all my critical incidents work, that's been the most rewarding and the most humble. Yeah. Um, you know, and, I, and I've worked with a lot of, uh, rob, you know, uh, post-trauma um, yeah. work with robberies or deaths in service, you know, working with surviving colleagues and supporting families. Right. Uh, that, I, 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 it's a great, yeah. You know, I, I don't know great what work. to say about that. It's been humbling. Um, yeah. And I, I won't change it for the world. I, obviously, I wish it hadn't happened. Yeah, of course. You know, but to be able <clears throat> to go in and, and do something useful. Yeah. You know, and, and this was precipitated after the Hatfield disaster, you know, when I had just graduated and I, I saw everything unfold on TV. Right. Um, and I remember sitting with, with my then director, um, I was running an alcohol counselling project in East London, and I sat with my director in her office, and I cried, I cried with, with that frustration, mm. because I wanted to be there, you know, on the ground helping, Yeah. but I, I didn't know which channels to go down, apart from, you know, just turning up and then becoming more of a burden, you know, to, to the yeah, emergency responses who were there. Um, so that, that's, that's been a huge achievement in my life to be able to do that. Incredible. Wow. What, a, what an introduction. That's, <laughs> and, and you've done, oh my days. Honestly, I, I'm just inspired by everything you've just shared. And I think I was, I was racking my brains as you were talking as well about, I, you know, I think you might be the, I think you are the first psychotherapist that I've had on the call as well on this, on this oh, no. set, on one of these conversations. And it's lovely to have an alternative perspective as well from, you know, mm -hmm. you see a lot of people and you, yeah. you work with and support, you know, and you said it thousands of people that you've mm. with, and I love that. And, and it's a, it's a journey, isn't it? That you're it constantly trying to help others through as well, because, that's what this is about you're supporting and I like to think of it more as a coach than a therapist more the, to help people along that path and yes. so I'm going to ask you a big question Bavna which is 
there's a reason why you do what you do. I'm sure there is a reason. There must be. You can't have just woken up one day when you were young. And went, I can't wait to be a psychotherapist. Get me on the train and get me into it. <laughs> Tell a bit of a story. So the big question I always ask is your journey with mental health. Now, you define mm. like how it works for you, what you think is important. But I'm just going to throw that over to you if that's OK. And I'd love to hear more about you. please. Mm, absolutely. Absolutely. So more about me. Um, OK, so I'm. How can I describe myself? I, I, I'm a little, I'm a girl from Africa. You know, I was born in Tanzania and today is the Tanzanian Independence Day. So, you know, it, it feels really precious to be doing this, you know. Um, yeah, I was, I, I was born in Tanzania. Um, we came to the UK, uh, myself, uh, mom and my two brothers, my younger brothers. Um, you know, when I was nine, and then six months later, unfortunately, my father had a massive heart attack at work and died at the age of 32. So mum then became widow. Um, and I hate that label more than I can say, you know, because in our community, she was shunned. You know, right. it's it seen as a sign of bad luck for, for a young woman, you know, because she, she was blamed for killing her husband you know, for, for being, bringing bad luck to the family. So yeah. we, we were in a brand new country. There was a lot of racism, you know, we grew up yeah. in the East End. Um, I remember, you know, being beaten up <laughs> at school um, and on the way to and from school um, on a regular basis. Um, and, you know, this is going to sound very strange, but I was happy to get beaten up if it protected my brothers. Right. You know that that was the deal yeah. you know to hand over uh, our dinner money and if i didn't want them beaten up then i had to take it which is absolutely fine you know i'm the eldest they were my babies yeah. end of story um so you know mum was deeply deeply traumatized by you know being in a strange country all of those things um unfortunately you know relations shunned us as well we, we, we weren't supported um, but looking back, I now give thanks and praises for that lack of support because it allowed, it pushed us all into um, a place in our being that, that, that you know, we, we had to show up, we had to step up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so we weren't mollycoddled, we weren't wrapped in blankets and, and saved. We, we had to step up and we had to fight a battle and we had to do whatever was necessary, okay? And um, what happened was obviously mum was bereaved, as were we. Um, she lost capacity for a little while because, you know, new country, widowed, no help, little children. I was nine, my brother was seven, baby was four. Right. Right? Yep. Um, she went to the doctors and our GP, who was Indian, who is still practicing, and who I have issues with, okay. um, <laughs> said, you know, go home and pray. Wow. Okay. Go home and pray for the son of your husband. So that that was the mental health bereavement support my mother got. Wow. Okay. And, you know, it, it makes me angry to this day. Yeah, of course. All right. And 
you know, we lost our, our beloved stepdad last year from a very aggressive cancer. So, you know, he was diagnosed formally in February mm. and we lost him in August. You know, so it was horrific. Um, so that 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 was a life life altering experience. You know, then then we went through um, school and college, university. Um, I the 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 big thing in terms of my trauma response came uh, when I was um, twenty one, twenty two. Um, in 1992. So I'd started uni, um, you know, and during the summer holidays, I worked uh, in, in a shop in Oxford Street in London. Um, and I befriended uh, a, a male Indian colleague. Um, no, 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 no sort of fruity interests, if, if I can use that term. I love the word, fruity <laughs> interests, yeah. <laughs> love interest um, yeah just no love interest it was, it was just, yeah you know yeah. I, I heard his story right. and I felt sorry and I thought you know I'll, I'll be your friend yeah okay um so that 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 remained a friendship mm. until I started uni he got very very uh aggressive in terms of pursuing me and I, and I just wasn't interested you know there was nothing there um, so I met somebody at uni, fell madly, deeply, crazily in love, um, and we got together. And unfortunately, this guy um, turned up at uni one day with petrol and poured petrol on me and yeah. tried to set me on fire. You know, um, it was shocking. And, and, and the thing was, because I was so irritated with him, because he just wouldn't get the, the message um, you know um, my, my then partner came to get me from um, one of the lecture theatres because we were at uni yeah. and said um, you know he's outside so there I was clicking you know down the <laughs> corridor yeah. um, just angry that right I'm going to have it out with him I'm going to give him a piece of my mind yeah um, I, I, I didn't know what was planned, so I got out there, started talking to him, and I just saw this bottle, Panda Pops bottle, come out with petrol in it, but I did, I thought it was alcohol, Yeah, sure. and I thought he was going to be quite dramatic and, you know, drink this Panda Pops bottle of alcohol and, and you know, pretend to do something. Um, it wasn't until I, I felt the uh, uh, petrol hit my jacket and my face and I smelt it. You could smell it, yeah. And he was picking the <clears throat> Okay. Um, then my, my brain went into all bleep. Okay. Um, and I was, I, I, I had a dangly bag, like a tote bag with a folder okay. in. Yep. I, I, I had that, swung it, got the lighter out of his um, uh, hand. My partner had I heard him squeal because the petrol hit his eyes right. and started burning. And that's where I lost the plot because it was like, oh, you've hurt somebody I love. Yeah. So um, anyway, chased the guy uh, around the corner, <coughs> let, let him go, came back, called the ambulance. So, you know, all, all of that, that, that 
sick heart beating thing of has he lost his sight you know what's yeah. going on because he had blue eyes they had beautiful blue eyes and they were completely bloodshot red wow. you know like something out of a horror movie wow so that that was my intense experience of mm. trauma yeah um you know and if it affected uni on and on and on um the, the the guy who threw the petrol disappeared so the police couldn't find him he then turned up at, at our work you know we, we both worked in the same um, department store yeah he turned up at our work and then he was arrested okay. and then remanded on attempted murder so wow. all of this craziness was going on yeah, um, of course, you know, mum was very, very distressed, very concerned. Um, it affected the family because we were now expecting, you know, while he was missing, we were expecting petrol to come through the letterbox. You know, so I remember night after night standing in the kitchen, keeping guard throughout the night to, to yeah. you know, just make sure there's nobody around because we lived on a council um, property. Yeah. You know, um, so the only way in or out was through the front door and then the stairs out. So the front door, if that was on fire, there was no you other had no way. escape, yeah. You know? <clears throat> um, so that was my introduction to trauma. Yep. Um, you know, and um, so that's one element. With regards to the psychotherapy, it's something I've wanted to do always 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 you know um as, as as a little person you know as a child I, I didn't know what it was called um yeah. when i got to college um i'd actually started studying uh, pure science because it was my father's wish when i grew up for me to be a heart surgeon okay okay little did he know that i am rubbish at maths um i can't calculate to save my life i, right. I can do the long long multiplications right but you know, molar calculations in chemistry and, and yeah. you know, all of that. Secondly, I'm, I'm a pure vegetarian. So, you know, cutting up little animals in biology, not a chance in hell. Not working, yeah. Yeah, you know, so, so sort of very heated di discussions with my <laughs> lecturers. All right, there you go. Okay. Um, so it, it, it eventually we, we both pulled up the white flag and said, you know, please get off our course. Mm. Um, and, and I transferred to psychology. Okay. And I, I had a friend who was studying psychology already. And I remember um, having, you know, seeing her in the canteen. She had um, a psychology textbook. And I remember open, just opening it out of interest. And I was in love instantly, right. instantly, because I, I understood what I was reading. Right, yeah. Okay, and I have that actual physical book in in my possession. I, okay, I, you know, and this was 1989. Right. Okay. Wow. Um, and and from that day, I haven't looked back. And what yeah. one thing, you know, my my lecturer, I, I remember we were looking at careers and what everybody wanted <clears> to do, and I said, yeah, I want to be a counselor. You know, 1989. This sort of, you know. Gosh, 17 I was, okay, and I knew categorically 
And her response was, you know, that's absolutely fine, but, you know, do keep your options open because I, I think you'll find that uh, right. counselling and psychotherapy is, is more for, you know, the, the, the middle class white population. Wow. And I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. You know, sorry, did that's I miss crazy. you? Have you have you just told me that the, because I'm Indian, I, I'm I, I need to look at my options. Um, and Matt, that was I had two options that day. Mm whether to fold and crumble and let her break my spirit yeah. or let that sentence break my spirit or to square up and say bring it yeah okay watch this that. space yeah. watch this space all right um because i'd come come through too much yeah okay that you know the little girl who, who was working so hard in the convent school in East Africa, yeah. okay, where, where you'd be thrashed at, at every um, infraction, okay, transplanted to the East End, going through the journey, you know, losing my dad, and then this? I don't think so. No. Um, so I worked incredibly hard. Um, I finished my degree, uh, I was refused a place on the master's because I was too young and inexperienced. Okay, so <laughs> after I rolled my eyes back from the matter. <laughs> you've not really faced any adversity in your life then? No, you? gosh, not at no, all. Nobody's pushed you at all in the wrong way or anything. No. You've always no, had support. Easy life. The, it sounds like you've had a really easy life. I don't mean that, of course. Smooth sailing. Smooth. Yeah, oh gosh. No. Um, incredible so I, ha I had a year and I and I don't know what what I was on at the time but it was like a year felt like a decade you're wasting right. my time yeah yeah okay I, I'm I'm I, I, I've got to plan people right I've, yeah. I've got to achieve things things so I can get on with my career and for you to say I don't have enough experience you haven't asked me my experience yeah. Okay, so I thought, well, okay, <clears throat> bless you. Um, so I, I, I uh, registered to do a teacher training qualification for further education, which was a year long. Right. Right. Um, joined yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought, I'm, I'm not wasting this year. No. no. All right. I've worked so hard because I had to restart after, you know, essentially dropping out from my sciences. Yeah. Okay, so it, it was really imperative to make up time. Um, so, you know, it, it, it was about um, utilising that time, because I'm still working on my old African education that, yeah, you know, if, if I don't get it together, I'm going to be thrashed. Okay, God knows who by, but, you know, that was the programming. So I did my teacher training joined the course, loved it. Two weeks into the course, the head of um, whatever department it was called me in. Um, you've got a degree in psychology, haven't you? Yes. Um, would you like to teach? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Oh, yeah. Hold on, I'm on, a, I'm on a year course at the moment, so yeah. Oh, wow. Right, so, so some, some catastrophic thing had happened with um, 
they, they lost their psychology lecture of the GNBQ health and social care. Right. And they had three classes of very, very, very angry victims to education. Okay, so I, I said yes in, in, in my innocence and, you know, fervor, um, because I love teaching. I love teaching. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I inherited three angry, 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 angry classes. And I was the youngest person there. Okay, so as the lecturer. And you're turning up to lecture people who were, yeah. They had children older than me. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh. how was um, that? How was that received when you walked in that room? They they looked at me, um, and and we were all squeezed. I think there was about fifteen plus people right. squeezed into this room um, for a meeting. So I was introduced. In in I stepped in front of them, and they were just daggers because that you know they were they'd been messed around so much. Right. Um, and and. They were coming from a place of, you know, we've lost so much. We've made this commitment to come back to education. We're very frightened. You know, yeah. a lot of them had left education in their teens, mm. you know, for whatever reason. So to find the courage to come back yeah. and then to experience that. being messed around, you know, they were angry because th think about it, you know, organizing childcare, organizing yeah, of course. the yeah. other kids um, taking time off work. Yeah, all of these things, and then they have got a lecturer, um, and a young know. and a young mum walks through the doors, a young yeah. younger person. Yeah, okay. Wow. And one of the questions was, "What do you think you're going to teach us?" Okay, and I said, "I'm not sure about teaching, but I'm going to share my journey yeah. with you." Um, because I thought I need to de-escalate this. Yeah, of course. You know, this is, this is a, a, a potentially volatile situation. Let me bring it down. And I said, look, this is who I am. This is what I can do. This is what I'm passionate about. And I'm here for you. I'm here for you. Okay. Give me a chance. Let's do this. Okay. If I'm screwing up, give me, give me four weeks. Okay, Let, let's let's get some sessions under our belt. Yeah. If I'm screwing up, tell me and I'll walk. Okay, I, I will I will take my leave and I will go. Yeah. Right. But you know, let, let's use this opportunity because I'm all you've got at the moment. Right. And it will give them a chance to find somebody else. Right. So you're not missing out. I I get to have a go. Yeah. I didn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have a go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll try my best. Yeah, I sort of know what I'm talking about, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, the majority of them left with distinctions. Amazing. Okay. And yeah. there was one particular one who had a very soft spot in my heart. Um, a lot of them did, but there was one particular. Mm. Um, you know, her husband had been murdered in the East End. Wow. Right. Um, she had children and, you know, just come through it and she wanted to go into social work. Yeah. Um, and she was very untrusting of me. Very, very untrusting. So, you know, the first um, assignments, most people just barely passed because they, they were coming into psychology, which is a difficult subject. Yeah, yeah. You know, learning a new way of thinking about it, opposed to all of that. And... Um, you know, th there were riots. 
Right. But this, this is, it was like, no, 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 no. We need to do it like this because you guys are going to uni. I'm preparing you from that end, not from yeah. this end. I'm not yeah. going to do for you. Wow. Okay. I, I will coach you to within an inch of my life. Yeah. But I'm preparing you for what's, ex what's behind that door mm. because I've just been there and I wasn't prepared. Okay. Yeah. By the time we finished, most of them left the distinctions. And this particular lady, I, I, I wish I could name her. Yeah, um, you know, she, she, she said that she wants to be a social worker and she wants a, a yellow sub. Oh, right. So, particular, isn't it? You're listening. Yeah, and you you're have listening. a yellow sub. <laughs> okay, you know who you are. Yep. Um, she phoned me a number of years later and she said, I've just passed my degree. I'm going to be a social worker and I have got my yellow sub. There you go. And it was like, you Amazing. know. That you you made that, you enabled her to do that as well. You they know? allowed me. Yeah. Okay. They they allowed me. And Amazing. Matt, that is how I feel about my clients. Yeah. Okay. People that reach out to me, people that yeah. are referred to me via EAPs. Okay. All of them are the same to me. I'm, I'm there to serve. I'm there to bring the, the weight of my 25 years and the yeah. weight of my 17,000 clients, you know, and counting to bear for them individually. Yeah. Okay. And, and I think you said something really profound earlier about it's not only psychotherapy, it is coaching because you know we're looking at the emotional impact yeah. and mental health and all of those things. But for me, it's like, right, okay, so this person is standing up and you're seeing the light in their eyes and okay, now what? How do we tool them up yeah. to go forward and not have to come back to me? Okay, you, you, you know, there, there, there's an ongoing joke in psychotherapy that if you're doing it properly, you're constantly talking yourself out of a job. Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. okay. So, you know, once we're done, yeah. my prayer, my faith, my, my everything is that, you know, if you need to turn back, I am here. Right? Because yeah. other, th other things yeah. come up. Other things yeah. come up, life happens, all right? But to all intents and purposes, once you leave, I want you to go out there and light up this damn world. Okay, just one, one candlelight yep. to another candlelight, let's create an inferno, Let, let's, let's put light in all the dark places. I love that. Okay, so, you know, that, that's, that's what I love about my work. Amazing. Yeah, and and th there are parts of me where I think, you know, I, I, I wish I, I wish I knew marketing. I wish I knew this. <laughs> I, wish I knew that. Then I'd be out there. Can't do it all. No, no. Um, you know, uh, j just Matt, the the that look in my clients' eyes. I I know there'll be people who'll be rolling their eyes to the back of their heads and like whatever. But I've been doing this for 25 years. Yeah. That's a quarter of a century. Yep. I've spoken with personally over 17,000 clients and they're yeah. documented. It's not yeah. numbers out of thin air. No. Okay. I've been supervised on these hours. 
it's incredible. Okay, and the, the thing is that none of us are in Ireland. Okay, I, I want to give a shout out to my supervisor, Dr. Catherine McQuaid. Okay, she is my hero. I adore her. She's been supervising my work for, I would say, about eight years now. And, you know, I, I met her when I moved here um, to Cornwall and I was terrified. I was absolutely terrified because I was thinking, you know, is she going to think I'm, I'm balmy and, and uh, you know, off the ward and I shouldn't be practicing because I have, you know, a wild way of doing psychotherapy, right. you know, which, which is a, 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 an amalgamation, <clears throat> of, you know, that nurturing, gentle sure. care, but also saying, right, fly, off you go. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I'll put my yeah. arm around you and then yeah yeah, yeah. but yeah, yeah but and, and yeah it, it obviously works with so many case studies and so many people that you've worked with as well right incredible yeah. and I'll tell you what out of the people I've worked with um only a handful have ever come back but that was to sort of go to the next level, the next level and, yeah. and, and build on that pardon me yeah. and it's it's incredible. Do you know how humbling it is when somebody phones me and says, um, "Are you so and so, or rather, are you buff?" <laughs> <laughs> Depends how much you're paying, right? That's the. That's yeah. the yeah. <laughs> who's ask, and who's asking? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, are you buff? No, uh, I was given your number by so and so. Um, you know, uh, do you have any spaces? Yeah. Okay, better than any marketing in the world. Somebody ha feels that level of confidence. So important, yeah. To to actually, first of all, own up to having counselling. Yeah. Which is a stigma we need to break in our field. Hundred percent, yeah. You know, that is so so important because you know. I work with so many men who, who come to me and it's almost under sort of cloak and dagger business because they don't want their colleagues or, or family to know that they're seeking therapy because it's seen as weak or, or yeah, so true. you know, uh, that angers me. Yeah. That angers me. You know, mm -hmm. how are we doing for time? We are really, we've run over ages ago. Okay. Don't worry, we will wrap it shortly, but we, yeah, we, we're sort of well beyond the, the original 30 minutes. So, um, But you know what, it's fascinating. I'm really enjoying listening to what you're saying as well. Um, so, so maybe we can sort of wrap it if that's okay. Absolutely. In terms of, you know, Absolutely. I always just say a couple of things and I'm going to get you. So what I'll do is I'll ask you to, in a moment to sort of just put out any thoughts, wisdom, words you want to share, anything you want to sort of share out to the community of people that will listen or watch this. Um, but from me, just to say a huge thank you for the work you do and, and you you do some amazing incredible things you know 17,000 is a big number and I think you know that's that's obviously testament to the work that you do and the way that you work and who you work with and how you support and for anybody that wants to know more about your work and your support you know I will put the details into the links to this as well and and please you know do look into you know the work that Baffin's doing because you are an incredible incredible and uh, what do I like to say an amazing human there you go so you're an amazing human um so I'm just going to pass it over to you but thank you from me to you just thank you um very much for everything you do it's it's amazing to hear your story so any final thoughts 
Yeah, I, just to any ears that hear my voice. Yep. Okay. Know that you are unique. There is only one of you in all of time. Before, after, you, there is only one of you. Yep. You are unique. You are bringing things to the world. Nobody else can. So stop comparing yourself to others. All right. Find that gift inside you and share it with the world. All right, because comparison is a toxin, it's a poison. And yeah. we can't be like anybody else because we were we were created to be individual, you know, and we are precious, more more precious than all the diamonds in the world, Matt. Can, can you imagine that, that can you get your head around how staggeringly unique each individual is on this yeah. planet? Amazing. That's a lovely thought for the end. So thank you so much, Vavna, for that. Um, I don't think the world could deal with another one of me, I guess. But um, so it is a good thing that we're all unique, isn't it? We don't need, <laughs> don't, need, don't, need another, don't need another one of me. My wife would definitely yeah, give testament to that. Um, fabulous. Thank you so much. Um, as I always say at the end of these, if anybody is struggling, if you do need extra help or you do even want to reach out to either of us, you're more than welcome to. I'm sure that's OK for you, Vavna, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, so, you know, that's about you know, that's, that's what this is about. It's about accessibility. You know, you can talk to us if you want to. Um, there are organisations out there, of course, that do support conversations if you are struggling, if you do need that extra little bit of help. Um, you know, so the Samaritans, of course, exist today to support conversations. 116123 is the number for that. If you want to text, you can text to Shell 85258. And there are many other organisations out there. I wish I could reel them all off in one long list for you here. But um, know that you're not alone. That's the most important thing. We're all unique, but we shouldn't feel alone. So I think that's a, that's a key point of all of this, too. So thank you so much. I wish you all the very best on your as your journey continues, Bavna. So enjoy. My pleasure. And My pleasure. Thank you very much for having me. God no bless you. Bye bye now.